It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake Georgia, New York. I'm Bill Calajero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're listening, I will give a special shout out to all of our new viewers on the Holyfield Television Network. Uh, we appreciate uh, you guys, and uh, we're glad to be part of the Holyfield Television Network sports programming. And also, if you haven't downloaded our app yet, what are you waiting for? Go to Fight TV. That's F I T E, fight.tv slash Billy C, and download our app now. And speaking of Fight TV, don't forget, if you want to get the pay-per-view, you can watch it right on our front page of BillyCBoxing.com. That's right. We have an embedded pay-per-view link. Uh, So now you can watch uh, all the pay-per-views, not just the big one this weekend, uh, but all the ones, especially the ones you can't get uh, normally on uh, regular old television. So uh, uh, check it out right on BillyCBoxing.com. Today's show... She's a being a brought to you in a part of by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out his website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328. 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons uh, to get uh, some pizza and some fine Italian cuisine www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Gawk Box. Guess what? Go create your own account and save even more. What's Gawk Box? Check it out. You can help us and we can help you. Go to our website, www.billycboxing.com, and uh, click on the Gawk Box banner, set up an account, and uh, start saving, 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 and helping, helping, helping. I've got to tell you about that, too. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Billy C's, Canelo Alvarez, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s post-fight show. That's right. As soon as the fight is over this weekend, tune it in right here, and uh, we'll be talking about the fight. We'll be opening up the phone lines. Hey, approximately six minutes after the fight is over, we'll be live with our post-fight show, so make sure you check that out. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by, bam, my book. Tom Molino from Bondage, the baddest man on the planet is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy right now while you're watching or listening to the show by going to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why we got a five-star rating across the board. And uh, if you're looking to get a signed copy, don't worry about it. Just visit our website, www.billycboxing.com and click on the book which uh <clears throat> you can't miss uh, that's for sure um coming up a little bit later 
Uh, we, uh, you know, are hoping to get uh, Dax Khan to stop by and join us and give us some uh, of his thoughts as uh, uh, the week is progressing, specifically uh, on the big fight uh, that's coming up this weekend and also uh, what's happening uh, in the uh, world of social media. Uh, also, uh, today's main topic, I got some emails to read. Uh, we got uh, uh, some quotes and stuff uh, from both uh, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez and, of course, Julio Cesar Chavez a Jr. Uh, but today, I, you know what's on my mind today? Uh, a lot of things, but uh, specifically for boxing. You know, if, if Canelo, if, and that's a big if, that's a big I and a big F, uh, it's a big if, you get the picture, right? Uh, if Canelo beats Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. this Saturday night, is he going to finally man up and fight Triple G? Is he going to man up? That, that is what I'm saying. And, and to all you Mexican boxing fans, whether you're in Mexico, or whether you're Mexican-Americans, or whether you're Mexican and you live in someplace else, uh, whatever, you know, I, isn't this pissing you off as much as it is the every boxing fan that Canelo... Who, who acts like he's the face of all Mexican boxing fans, is being such a, a, a wimp when it comes to Triple G. Now, I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, uh, they're marinating, they're trying to get more money. No, because he's taken it too far. He's actually waited too long. The value of the fight, I think, has already peaked out. And he's running a huge risk of losing even more money should he not come out on top this weekend coming up that's my 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 thought today that's my topic who knows maybe we'll open up the phone lines later but you know is he gonna man up if he wins if he wins against julio cesar chavez jr is he gonna man up and make the triple g fight happen next his next fight i know he's a self-proclaimed biggest name in boxing right now i disagree uh but uh will he man up joining me right now my partner in crime uh, all the way from uh, beautiful uh, St. Simons Island, Georgia. He's a New Jersey Boxing Hall of Famer. He's a Guinness Book of World Record holder. Uh, he can uh, make some pretty darn good Italian food. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, please welcome the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sal Rocky Senecola. What's up, Sal? Billy C., good morning. How are you? Oh, you sound so much better, Sal. So I, I much better. Alex, I took Alex's advice. I had some soup, and I got some rest. Well, there and you I go. I hope you better. chew down a couple of cough drops, too, you know? Maybe that, but, uh, you know, scotch didn't hurt me either. Hey, night. hey, I've been, you know, I think I've been buying bottles of scotch <laughs> that have a hole in the bottle. I mean, it's it's just, it seems to be emptying out a lot quicker lately than uh Medicinal, medicinal. <laughs> this is true. Hey, Sal, uh, you know, should uh, uh, Canelo win this weekend, and we both uh, uh, feel that that's a big if, uh, but if he wins, what's your thoughts on, on him manning up? And I'm using that term today because, you know, I, I, I'm Italian, and you're Italian, of course, uh, descent, and, um, you, know, I, you know, I don't know, uh, I, I can't, you know, think of how a Mexican uh, or a Mexican uh, heritage uh, a person would feel. But it, but if Canelo was Italian, I certainly would. And when he made the statement like, all oh, Mexicans, we don't F around. 
and then he's been ducking Triple G. I mean, does he have to man up and fight Triple G next? What's your thoughts? You know, taking ethnicities out of it, uh, the equation. Yeah, but I think that's important. I think that's an important part. It it is, and, you know, that's a good comparable. I I will tell you this. I was going to go somewhere, but here, I'm going to stay right here. When you look at the passion, the fire, the heritage, the tradition, it's like I'm passionate about our culture, our culture being of Italian descent. Uh, Of course, I'm I'm, I'm passionate about being an American uh, and here in the United States, but our family roots, our tradition, our heritage, our, our lifeline. You know, we are perfectionists. We strive to be the best, to do the best. That's just the way we were raised. That's, the, that's what our forefathers, our parents, our heritage, it, it, it breathes us and, and it gives us that incentive, that fire in the belly, if you will. And I believe the same or there's very similar characteristics uh, with the Mexicans that, that, that are raised with that kind of family tradition and, and burning desire on, on some levels to be the best. So <clears throat> when you look at Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez fighting each other in less than 76 hours, uh, they, they will put on a good show, I'm sure. And if Canelo Alvarez is fortunate enough, which I don't know if he's going to be, but if he is fortunate enough to beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., I'll tell you, right then and there, he should ride that wagon and he should be calling for Triple G showdown time. And that's all that that that's the definitive move to do. And that will definitely level all playing fields going in, out, and around, and that will be the fight that we will have our eyes on by the end of the year. Yeah, that's that that's the only thing he should do is call for Triple G and him to get into the ring. Well, you know, the last time Triple G was uh, ringside for one of Canelo's fights, um, you know, he was there expecting to to get Canelo uh, after that that fight. And that was the same night that Canelo grabs the mic and says, I'll fight him right now. I'll fight him right now. He's pointing at him, looking at him. He's going, us Mexicans don't F around, blah, 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 blah. And then he made a complete about face. And, uh, you know, he's arguably uh, chose a, a much much easier path um now i'm not suggesting that this weekend's fight is going to be an easy fight we've talked about that uh earlier in the week but you know i i just here's the thing you know when yesterday we were talking about uh and you mentioned all the time the term round robin uh when fighters you know fight each other several times where they fight a series of guys they all fight each other kind of and and you know, you know yesterday we 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 pointed out that that's what makes great fighters when they have great dance partners to fight you know and and Correct. they make each other better they 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 raise the bar so to speak and the way today's boxing is and you know Floyd Mayweather was successful at it and Canelo obviously is trying to copy off of Floyd like everyone else. Um, you know, they do like top, uh, like uh, Bob Arum said of top rank, you know, marinate. Let's marinate the fight. Let's, you know, let's wait around. You know, we waited around for Manny Pacquiao against Floyd Mayweather for five years. And look what happened. It was anticlimactic. You know, yes. uh, so Canelo's like waiting around. Okay, this is a big fight. Let's wait. Let's marinate. Oh, let's do this. Who's the A side? You know, who's getting the more money? Blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, they're preventing these round robins, so to speak. They're preventing creating... Um, you know, multiple fights and, and, you know, ultimately multiple money. Uh, And at the end of the day, 
It's all shallow promises. You know, Triple G may have made a mistake by passing up, uh, you know, a unification fight, a possibility of a unification fight, with, with, even though it wouldn't be a competitive fight, in my opinion, but Billy Joe Saunders happens to have the only belt that Triple G does not. And I think, and obviously his team waited once again uh, in the hopes that, you know, after this fight this weekend, and should Canelo come out on top, that they would have a showdown in September. Um, you know, maybe he made a mistake. Uh, what happens if Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight? I, I think that the Triple G Saul Canelo Alvarez fight should have already happened. As a matter of fact, Sal, I think that's the fight that we should be talking about right now, that that should be happening right now on Cinco de Mayo weekend. What do you think? Well, you know, yes, in a perfect world it would have been. And uh, but here we are, Cinco de Mayo weekend. What better way to celebrate it with with two Mexican warriors facing each other? Yes, it could have happened. It should have happened. This should be the weekend we're talking about uh, Triple G and, and Canelo Alvarez. However, I think if we see the results after Saturday night with Canelo Alvarez, if he should get past and beat uh, Chavez Jr., then instantly, as soon as that hand is raised. We should start talking and start seeing a Triple G Canelo Alvarez showdown before the end of this year. Because, like I said, I think it'll be perfect timing. I think the the fans will demand it. I think there will not be uh, if it doesn't happen this year. It's going to be far too overmarinated, if you will, and and done if it doesn't happen by the end of this year. And around Robin, I was talking about also. There's a many scenarios, but you can't deny. 30 years ago, the greatness between three fighters in the same division, Hagler, Leonard, and Hearns. Those guys just, just fought each other. They, they gave what they had from their heart, their mind, their conditioning, their soul, their spirit, and they gave the fans what fighter, fight fans expect to see, greatness. Don't forget, don't forget Duran. Put no, Duran in that mix. Man. No, that, that was the whole round robin with Duran as well. And you look at them. They all fought each other. And it was a it was a pinnacle moment. It was the top of the crest. It was it was It right was there. time it was time to just hold that thought because we <laughs> got to take a break, Sal. So yeah. uh uh we'll be back uh, in about two and we can finish uh talking about that. And I got something else that's kind of strange, but uh we'll be back in two. Billy C we'll be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer never on TV. 
Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening or watching the Billy C. Show. Glad to be with you today. And uh, we're certainly... uh, Glad to have you uh, with us today. So uh, anyway, I'm here with uh, my man, uh, Sal Rocky uh, Senecola, and we're talking about uh, the marination process of, uh, of the fact that uh, Canelo Alvarez has been really, uh, in my opinion, ducking Triple G. And uh, the thought uh, we said just before you went to break, Sal, was, you know, back uh, in the 80s when uh, the Fab Four uh, Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, and, uh, of course, Roberto Duran all fought each other. And it th- there was always a good fight uh, among whoever was fighting who. And uh, that's something that we've, uh, and the fans, you guys have missed out on uh, of late. And, I, you know, I think that Canelo Alvarez, and, and maybe because of the greed factor, and, and I'm not going to knock anybody for trying to make more money for fighting less, but, uh, you know, the anticipation of, of a showdown with Triple G, uh, is there and and I think it it may have lost some of its luster, especially uh, coming on the heels of of the demand and the and the uh, you know waiting period that we all had to suffer through for the uh, fight that everybody wanted between uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather and and Manny Pacquiao, and then, and then we end up with an anticlimactic uh, fight, and, and maybe it's still in the people's back of their minds that that could happen with Triple G and and Canelo. What do you think? I think it's in the back of people's minds because it certainly can happen. That's why I'm saying if it's going to happen, it's got to happen this year. And it's got to happen and be declared by both fighters right after Saturday night. If Canelo Alvarez should get past Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., which, you know, is not going to be an easy task, in my opinion. No, it's got to happen, though. Bill. It's got to happen. It's got to no, happen this I- year. I, I mean, I, the fight definitely has to happen uh, this year. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, Maybe I, that's why Canelo didn't take a, uh, take take on a, a fight right now, and and. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders or so. He's uh, maybe he's waiting. Maybe he wants to see what's happening this this was weekend, and uh, he's uh, training lightly, and maybe he's gonna say, hey, you know what? Three four months, we're gonna get it on. Oh, it's happening, sweetheart. It's happening, it's happening sweetheart. sweetheart. Um, anyway, I mean, that's the fight that uh, uh, we want to see, at least in the middleweight division. A lot of people feel that Triple G has lost a step. And, uh, you know, I, in in Canelo's, uh, you know, defense, so to speak, I mean, I know that they're, they're waiting as long as they can, and they're hoping that Triple G ages and his last two performances haven't been that great. And maybe they think the time is right. Plus, if uh, after this fight they wait another, you know, uh, several months, six months to, to uh, uh, you know, September, uh, you know, again, he's he's no spring chicken. And Triple G is on the way downward, I think, you know. But uh, anyway, 
the big fight this weekend, you and I have both been talking about it uh, for, for, you know, uh, a while now. Um, it's not going to be an easy fight for, uh, for, for Saul Canelo Alvarez. I, you know, I saw some, uh, uh, they had the final press conference for uh, these guys. And, of course, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., Papa Chavez, and Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, both uh, got some time and, and speaking and so on and so forth. But I was looking at the fighters, and what I saw was uh, Canelo Alvarez looking looking good. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, he looked uh, very stocky and comfortable at, at the weight. I mean, it is being fought at a catch weight, 164 and a half pounds. And, um, you know, he, he, was, he seemed very comfy, very comfy. He seemed like he was in a, a, his own comfort zone. And then when I looked at Julio Cesar Chavez, he does look thin, Sal. I think he does look thin. Teddy Atlas made a statement that he felt that he, he was nervous, that he, he sort of was dressed uh, all bundled up. He had a, a, a ski hat on. He had big sunglasses covering most of his face. He had his uh, workout uh, 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 clothes on, not, you know, not, you know, ones that he would physically use, but, you know, like they call them, I don't I know, know, know what they call them, sweat, but, sweat, you know, it was, well, it was sweats, but it wasn't really made out of that, but, no. you know, fancy sweats, uh, Fancy, Whatever. Fancy garments. Yeah, a fancy garment. And he zipped up to his neck, you know. Uh, and, and Teddy Atlas made a statement that, he you know, he seemed like he was hiding. And uh, maybe he had a point there. I, I don't know. He doesn't look as, I mean, he's bigger than Canelo in terms of height, Big. but certainly yeah, not is. build. What did you see? I saw the same thing. You know, Teddy Teddy made some uh, pretty neat observations uh, how and how he uh, related to uh to the press was pretty interesting, but uh, I can't take away from the fact that you know Teddy probably did see something there that uh, that he did express that I kind of could agree with, and uh, you know uh, who knows what's in a fighter's heart or mind, and that's the whole thing. That's what's going to be revealed Saturday night. Now he could be uh, just trying to be comfortable in a scenario. I mean, this guy's got to know that this is the biggest fight of his career. And I've said it all along, you know, because he looks thin, because he, he, he might be, maybe this is the first time he's taken this fight to another level to be this serious, to do what he probably should have been showing all along. Uh, you know, I, I got to say he's got one of the greatest cornermen and motivators in his corner with his father. But, uh, you know, if he can't get up for this fight and, and adhere to a strict training regimen with that kind of uh, incentive and motivation from his father, uh, I don't know what else is going to motivate this guy, but I think this is the biggest fight of his career, and I'll be darned if he's not going to at least try to rise to the occasion and be at his all-time best. And maybe that's what he's going to give us, and I'm hoping that's what he gives us. Well, he's certainly not going to, uh, and and he doesn't have the heart and desire um, that his father had, and he certainly uh, is no uh, uh, Papa Chavez. And, no. you know, Papa Chavez... Uh, had some trials and tribulations, some uh, you know, in his youth that that forced him or you know guided him into the sport of boxing, and uh, because of his success, he was able to give uh, Junior uh, a better life. And I and I think that you know that's part of the problem. I, you know, Junior very well may be just a spoiled kid. What do you think? Well, you know, that's the same thing. We you, you look at the situations that that you know a, a father passing the baton on to his son. You know, it, it's like I tell Nicholas my, or, 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 or my boys, uh, you know, not to 
try to be me, but be yourself. And if you want to try and fight, I'll help you where I can. But uh, you're not doing it for anybody else but yourself. And, you know, I think Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., sure, he's had a lot to uh, live up to. He's had a lot to follow. And I think he's gotten some passes just on his name, certainly. But the bottom line is, Saturday night, there's only going to be one Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. with the gloves on in that ring. That's going to be him. And he's got to look at himself in the mirror. And if he has any of that father's uh, and son's pride or passion and fire uh, as, as his culture and as his, as his warrior heart uh, can, can, ex- can express, it's going to have to be that night. If it's been dormant all these years, guess what? Unleash, open it up, and let's see the greatest fight of your career Saturday night against the greatest opponent that you faced thus far. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, in the final press conference yesterday said, I feel ready and happy that the fight's only a couple of days away. I came here to win. I'm not coming just to fight. Everything has already been said. We've all spoken, and I'm here to win this great fight on Saturday. He says, this is my last opportunity, and I'm going to take advantage of it. You know, that is true, Sal. I I mean, I've said all along, how many chances does this kid get? Do you think he genuinely feels that way? You know, I'm hoping he does, because that's what I'm saying. This is his last chance. This is a make-or-break fight for him. This is call it, do it, face the music, face yourself in the mirror, and look at who's looking back and go out there and give it your best. And that's 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 also the kind of talk that 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 a father and a son should have. And I'm sure they have. And you know what? This is his big last and maybe first hurrah because he's got to put it all out of the line. This is what his whole life has been accumulating as a boxer to do and to be. And this is the moment that he's got to rise to the occasion. That's it. No Said doubt. And done. No doubt. No doubt. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he said, uh, on my behalf, I'm going to do everything on my side to make this one of the most historic fights in Mexico. Uh, we will be ready on Saturday. Every fight's important to me and my career, and this fight's no exception. I'm happy the fight's going to be here on Saturday. Um, again, you know, he, he talks uh, with a lot of pride in, in Mexico, uh, but uh, I, I, I still just, every time I think of Canelo Alvarez, I think of his statement, us Mexicans don't F around. And since he said that, all he's done is F around, you know, ducking the guy we want. I think it's going to be a tough fight for these guys, both of them. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see, Sal. Uh, real quickly, what, what's your thoughts? I, you got about a minute. What's your thoughts on what Canelo says? Uh, and then we'll take a break. And I got, I got something else that uh, I want to talk about, which is crazy. But uh, uh, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I like crazy. Anyway, what my thoughts are, you know, Canelo Alvarez too. Pressure's on him, and uh, because you know what, uh, Chavez Jr. has nothing to lose in a sense. He's going to go out there. If he loses, ah, he 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 wasn't expected to win. Maybe if he wins, ah, it's a big upset. So the pressure's on Canelo Alvarez. He's got to not only win, but he's got to look convincingly dominant, and he's got to win in style and fashion. And he's got to uh, pull it out. He's got to dig deep. It's going to be a good, good fight from that aspect. If we could see him pull out where he his reserves and and uh, be a combatant throughout the whole entire fight, then uh, and if he wins, then that's going to be it. He's got the pressure's on him. Well, let's take a short break. When I come back, I got some more to talk about. We'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Check out billycboxing.com now. 
or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts! Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you! I hate you! That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be here. Hey, don't forget about uh, downloading our app. Go to uh, Fight. That's F-I-T-E. Fight.tv slash Billy C. Download the app today. And uh, we're talking about the, uh, uh, Sal and I are talking about the big fight this weekend. But uh, let's go back to one of the big fights from last weekend, Sal. Uh, some guy named Anthony Joshua and another fella named uh, Vladimir Klitschko uh, fought in one of the most exciting heavyweight fights that uh, I can recall in uh, quite some time. Um, and, uh, well, some some stuff. Nobody likes Anthony Joshua more than me. And nobody feels that Anthony Joshua uh, is uh, is the biggest thing in the heavyweight division. And I no one thinks that he's better for the sport of boxing than any other fighter today. Uh, however, um, I don't think he should be termed a great fighter just yet. I mean, he's 19-0 and with 19 knockouts. Yes, he's a world champion. Yes, he's a unified world champion. But he's not uh, the greatest fighter in the heavyweight division. Uh, uh, there are actually people, and I, and I know there's, there's a lot of uh, specifically British fans that are very passionate about Anthony Joshua and his success. But I've seen on social media, and I was uh, uh, planning on having Dax come on today, and uh, uh, I guess uh, he, he won't be, but, um, I, you know, People in social media, Sal, are, are starting to compare him to Muhammad Ali. They're, they're saying that he's better than Muhammad Ali. Uh, I'm not so sure we should give him those accolades yet. What's your thoughts? <laughs> I'm not ready to swallow that one either, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, Muhammad Ali was a once-in-a-lifetime special athlete and uh, just, uh, just a charismatic uh, athletic specimen that uh, did things that uh, – Went against all odds, and and no, no, he, no, no, Bill, he he is nowhere near the class or or uh, accomplishments of Muhammad Ali. Not just yet. So we'll, I think he's got a long, long way to go. And uh, he's a he's a good fighter, a very strong fighter on some levels. He's got to work on his conditioning. He's got to work on his ring generalship. He's got to work on inside fighting. But I think he's dominant. I think he's a good champion. I think he's a great. Uh, figure a youth in the heavyweight division that's going to hopefully bring the heavyweight division back to the limelight as it's starting to be and uh, I think he's great for boxing so with those things said you want to talk about marination I still got to marinate that greatest of all time forget about it I got to marinate a steak I want to have later (laughs) but uh, um, you know some other things that are uh, very uh, upsetting you know we're, we're always talking about how bad the sanctioning bodies are for the sport of boxing. Uh, and it goes with every division. But, uh, you know, these sanctioning bodies, you know, I mean, the WBC is, they created a belt for this fight coming up this weekend, you know, the Cinco de Mayo championship belt or whatever they're calling it. Um, you know, it's almost like, you know how kids get 
the participation trophies, which really yeah, bothers yeah, me, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, every kid gets a trophy, and and mom and dad, oh, Johnny just wants to have fun. Oh, is that is that your son out there picking daisies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just out he's there having fun. And meanwhile, uh, you know, the other kids are like, oh man, yeah, you know, I, I learn to learn to do something. And and I always used to say. You know what? You, you know, the parents, oh, we don't keep score. Oh, everybody gets a trophy. Ask the kids. The kids know what the score is. Well, guess what, Sal? I think boxing has become that. You know, <laughs> people are getting belts now, like participation belts. You know, everybody's got a title belt in, in the sport of boxing. What do you think? Well, you know, it's so funny because when I made my comeback just a couple of years ago, I told you and John that I wanted to get a title shot. I wanted to fight and win a belt. And both of you, in stereo, one ear and the other, was like, Sal, you have no idea, 30 years later, from when you fought, 25 years, how many belts there are. And it's not going to be that difficult for you to get a belt. And I said, what? <laughs> and, and now I see it, what you meant by that comment. And it's unbelievable. No, these shouldn't be handed out as participation belts or whatever it is. No, you got to tighten up. And this, I mean, there should be... Now, should be one world-sanctioning body and never will be, and there should be one champion per weight class, and that should be a world title belt that is coveted and that is held high and that is the baddest man on the planet in that weight division, and that's how it should be. Is it ever going to be? No. There's too much money, too much greed, and too many world-sanctioning bodies that want to keep their filtration system and their money flow uh, and a cash flow coming in so no the best we could do i don't know each division title elimination uh belt i i I don't even like that belt i think it should be uh all of the titles should be a unification and one belt that's what they should do every time they get a champion in one division they should have a unification once a year, uh, last quarter of the year, and see what happens. Yeah, but then here's what happens. I know. You know, you got, you got, um, and, and no, 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 this, this, this is, it's a great segue because he, here we are. This past weekend, we saw arguably the best heavyweight fight in, in a very long time. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, I, it was a unification fight. You know, uh, Anthony Joshua went in there uh, as the uh, IBF World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, on the line also was the vacant uh, super uh, WBA uh, heavyweight, or the way they worded is the WBA heavyweight super champion belt. It had been vacant, which which I don't know how they, that becomes vacant. I thought that the regular champion wins that and, and whatever. So th- that was oh vacant. God. So that was on the line. He won that. And also the IBO, uh, which I think is the, the fifth uh, best uh, sanctioning body out there. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even saying How it, many but are there? Uh, you know uh, the fifth, and that was vacant because uh, Klitschko had held that one for a long time. So, so at the end of the night, Anthony Joshua ended up with three uh, of the major belts around his waist. Uh, so, uh, you know, now everybody's clamoring. Oh, Deontay Wilder. Now Deontay Wilder has the WBC belt, and just to keep you guys posted, uh, the WBA regular world heavyweight title is vacant and uh the nail biter of a fight that i know everybody can't wait for shannon briggs 155 years old of uh, fighting uh Fresa Quendo, who's 135 uh between the two of them uh, you know they're older than the united states you know if you add their ages together and uh they're fighting uh for the uh uh you know vacant regular old title 
uh, and and uh, you know, uh, like I said, Deontay Wilder is a WBC champion, uh, and, and the WBO titleist Joseph Parker from the land down under, he's fighting uh, Kajanu Razvan uh, Kajanu, who comes in out of left field and gets a shot. Uh, so so there's the the major heavyweight title picture, but it was announced that the International Boxing Federation, which is Anthony Joshua's uh, belt, the first one he got, is ordering Anthony Joshua to fight their number one contender, which is Kubat Pulev, who just beat Kevin Johnson, and they, they're saying that this fight must take place by November. So, so here's the thing. You know, we're constantly criticizing fighters and I've been very critical of Deontay Wilder. And the reason why is because Deontay pounds his chest and says he's the best. Uh, and, you know, Anthony Joshua hasn't done that yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, we all want to see AJ fight Wilder because, uh, you know, most people feel those are the top two uh, heavyweights in the division. And now all of a sudden, the IBF throws a wrench in the mix uh, when and if we were even going to get discussions uh, for a potential showdown with uh, Wilder and Joshua, which they'll probably put off till 2018 anyway, Sal, because that's the yeah. way these uh, people are uh, in the sport. But, you know, to suggest that Anthony Joshua must fight another guy, that puts stuff on hold. That prevents us from having the fights that we want. You know, when are sanctioning bodies going to let the natural flow of things? Because they've threatened Anthony Joshua and said, literally, we'll strip you of your title if you don't fight Pulov. So so assuming uh, Anthony Joshua wants to go for Deontay Wilder, let's just say that that fight possibly can happen in the fall, which I doubt Wilder's got the you-know-whats to do it. But then they strip Joshua of that. Now all of a sudden we have another open title. And guess who gets to fight for it? Pulov against some other slug. So, I, I mean, you know, not we can't always blame the fighters and the promoters, which uh -oh. I love to do. Damn. But these sanctioning bodies... They're the worst of the worst of the worst. What do you think? Well, again, why? Because they want to protect their investment and they want to cover their expenses and they want to do a lot of things that is always not in the best interest of the fighters and of the boxing fans, of course. It's in their own best interest because if it was a level playing field, we'd see some of the things that you and I discuss every day about boxing. But that's not going to happen. They've got commitments, obligations, and other things. And you will never see an Anthony Joshua pound his chest. It's just not his makeup, his demeanor. I think he'll try to obey and do what he is expected to do by the, whoever is controlling or managing or wanting to look out for his best interests, uh, supposedly. But I think, you know, for him to have forfeit that title and maybe go for the one that uh, Deontay Wilder has is going to have to be a decision that only he can make. Because I'll tell you what, it's it's that kind of makeup there's that kind of animal boxing the boxing game like i said there was a book only the ring was squared written by teddy brenner and it, it's not always a level playing field and, and that's that's the way it goes it's just not what you could expect don't expect what's expected i like that don't expect you, you know I, the thing is this <laughs> let's say you know I, let's say that uh uh, Anthony Joshua respects the IBF and says, "Okay, uh, you know, I'll fight uh, Pulov in November," uh, which incidentally is quite a—it's kind of a long it's way off. Way I, I would like to yeah. see him fight sooner than that, but whatever. Um, and then 
Deontay Wilder comes out and says, I want uh, Anthony Joshua, but he's he's backing out. He won't fight me. He's picking Puloff instead. And then he picks another fight. And then next thing you know, they're talking about mid-2018 to, to fight. I mean, right. it's just, you know, it's just smokescreen. And the fans that believe it, you know, then you'll have the Deontay Wilder. And, and I can't believe, you know, everybody thinks I don't look at the comments that people make in, in the uh, in, in like our YouTube uh, comment section and all this. I can't believe that there's guys out there that actually think Deontay Wilder could beat Anthony Joshua. You know, he's got these fans and I and I hate to say it, but the, the fans that think that Deontay Wilder is is the real deal. You guys just don't know boxing. I'm sorry, no disrespect, but you just don't. You know, if you can't see that this guy has fought no one, not one quality fighter, and just because, you know, they've they've marketed him and made you believe that he's the best, I feel sorry, you know. And and, and they'll be the same fans that'll, you know, because if, if, if Anthony Joshua was forced to fight Pulev, they'll be the same fans that say, oh, he's ducking Wilder. He's ducking Wilder, right, Sal? Well, of course. And, you know, the whole thing is this, though. You said the uh, key term, fans. Now, you know, growing up, Bill, you and I had, uh, we were fans of certain athletes. And, uh, you know, to to us at that time, most of our idols or, or that we were fans of were uh, flawless. Or, or we thought, you know, we could make excuses for them. We could rationalize. We could do whatever we could do. Um, if it didn't make sense, you know, you, you can't blame the fans that are passionate about who they like or follow in that regard. I think, you know, they, they will turn a cheek. They will believe the rhetoric and they will see what's going on because they don't have to look that far past or that deep. And if there are some of those fans of Deontay Wilder, I think he is the baddest man out there and that he could beat anybody. Well, you know what? It's going to be what it is and 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 they're gonna have to see the realization if he gets knocked out once he faces an anthony joshua and then they're gonna say oops i guess uh he wasn't the best or whatever but you i, I can't blame a fan for being passionate about who they they like and who they could connect with and that's what this whole thing is don't forget i think most fans that go and drive to a, or gravitate to a boxer they see something in that box that they can identify with. They feel maybe attached. They feel maybe something there. So that, that becomes part of their drive, part of their incentive. That's part of them. And, and that's why they're passionate about it. So, you know, the realization of what boxing could do or bring and the, the, the thrill of victory and the agony of, of the feet, I'll say, the feet, uh, you know, it, 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 it all comes out in the end. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you know the sad thing is, is it's sad. Uh, it is sad. Well, the sad thing is, is, is it just seems like the younger fans today are, are just they buy into the, the to the BS. They're very, uh, you know, uh, they believe whatever they whatever they hear and and see. You know, and uh, I think uh, the only way you can, you know, really see the truth is is based on performance. You know, Anthony Joshua proved a lot of things beating Klitschko the other night. Um, you know, it wasn't an easy fight. He he proved a lot of things. He also he also showed a, a lot of other things. You know, um, you know, one of my big uh, uh, one of my big concerns or or my big things about you know determining if a fighter is great and and I'm not suggesting AJ is great yet, no. but you know some of the things that that create greatness 
are signature fights, are, you know, coming back from, from adversity, um, you know, getting up off the canvas and winning a fight, uh, you know, uh, doing all these things, you know, challenging yourself, fighting the best that you can. I mean, all these little pieces of the puzzle make a great fighter. It's been my knock on Floyd because uh, he's never had to get up off the canvas. And and people say, well, he never fought anybody that can put him down. Well, that's not entirely true because the guy never challenged himself uh, after he reached the top. Uh, you know, he challenged, obviously he was forced to be challenged young earlier in his career, but once he... Uh, you know, saw the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of how he could manipulate the fan base and uh, make, uh, you know, the boatloads of cash that he has, which I credit him for. Um, you know, he didn't take chances. So we never got to see the best Floyd. We never got to see if he had heart. When did Floyd Mayweather ever display that he had heart? When did he ever display that he was able to pick his lazy ass up off the canvas? You know, uh, not that he's really lazy because he's certainly not, but uh, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua answered some of those questions this past weekend. Uh, all great fighters have answered those questions. And it's just a natural evolution in a fighter's career. What do you think, Sal? Well, I think you're absolutely right. And and like we said, not to not to put down, you know, a fighter, but I think uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, in his case, you know, he was marketed very well. Uh, by the promotional team, by the by the management team, and and by uh, by all of his fans. I mean, the guy was marketed well, and that that accounts for something. And we're going to see what happens in the end. But as far as greatness, and as you said, and I think, as I understand it, your 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 big knock with with uh, Floyd Mayweather is just that that you didn't see him really having to challenge himself, and like uh, the Warriors did the other week uh, last week. You know, you saw Anthony Joshua and Klitschko wanting to pound their chest or pound the other guy's chest, actually, and uh, come out the victor. And as many questions as Anthony Joshua answered, you know, he got up off the canvas. He took a hell of a shot. He was able to come back and win. You know what? He also left other questions open, such as his conditioning, such as his inability to tie up the fighter, such as his need to learn how to do a little more infighting, such as other things are, are exposed. And those are things he's got to go back in the gym and he's got to work on. And that's how you become a well-rounded, uh, functional fighter in any scenario. And then you become uh, one that you can start looking at. That's greatness out there. Um, so certainly, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I think fighters need to challenge themselves. And you know what? Because when you look in that mirror, like I said, I use that term all the time. There's only one person looking back at you. And if you can answer that person in that mirror, what you think as far as you, are you truly the best out there? Are you truly the one that could beat anybody and everybody? Are you ready to do that? Then you got to look back and say, hey, I've got to make sure I can do that. Or I've got to make sure that I let everybody else know that I want to do that and can do that. But that's it. So I believe all fighters, every day, it's a lonely sport. They got to challenge themselves. They got to try to rise, to be the best, to take what they can, to learn, and to go on, and to challenge themselves to be their very best. That's it. It sounds like you're almost going to lose your voice after that. <clears throat> you know, I talk too much. You know, I need a sip of my coffee and scotch. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, Let's get everybody caught up on uh, some other happenings uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, outside please. the sport of boxing. Uh, over in the NBA uh, playoff, playoffs, uh, 
Playoffs. Uh, the Cavaliers um, beat the Raptors uh, 125 to 103 last night. Uh, they lead that series to zip. Uh, in the uh, West, the uh, Spurs kind of had their way with the Rockets. Uh, they've beaten them up uh, 121 to 96 uh, to tie that series one game apiece. Uh, in the NHL, uh, the Penguins, uh, they beat the Capitals 3-2. to two. Uh, They take a, a commanding 3-1 to one, uh, game lead in that series. And the uh, quack-quack Ducks come in uh, uh, from behind and, and beat the Oilers 4-3, to three, tie that series up uh, at two games apiece. Uh, so we'll uh, keep you posted on, on those. And then over in uh, the baseball world, Yes. The Yankees continue their winning ways. They beat the Blue Jays 8-6. to six. And this is a, a good thing because, uh, you know, the Yankees traditionally have had trouble with the Blue Jays. So uh, yes, they spoilers. seem to have their number uh, this year. They won 8-6. to six. The Nationals beat the Diamondbacks 2-1. to one. Red Sox over the Orioles 4-2. Two to, Orioles two, four to two. <laughs> The Indians, not to be confused with the Cookies. Uh, oh, no, that's uh, Oreo. I'm sorry. Uh, the Indians beat the Tigers 3-2. to two. The Reds beat the Pirates seven uh, to two. The Marlins over the Rays ten to six. The Mets again. The pitching sucks, but all of a sudden they start hitting sixteen to five. They beat the Braves uh, to pull themselves out of last place. Big deal. The Mets need uh, a lot more than that. I'm so disappointed. I, I'm not even watching the games anymore. It's uh, it's very sickening. The Cubs over the Phillies in a tough game, five to four. The Twins beat the A's seven to four. The Astros slapped around the Rangers ten to one. The Royals over the White Sox six to one. The Mariners over the Angels eight to seven in a tight one. The Giants and the Dodgers they battled for eleven innings, and the Giants came out on top four to one. The Rockies rocked the Padres 11-3. And uh, for all you uh, Brewer and uh, St. Louis Cardinal fans, uh, that game in St. Louis uh, was postponed yesterday. So uh, uh, we got everybody uh, uh, caught up on uh, on those sports. And, and I actually uh, have a, an email I want to read. Uh, this one's from uh, my man Jesse, Sal. And he says, uh, hey, Billy C. and Sal, I believe Jess, uh, Chavez Jr., can beat Canelo, but he must throw at least 125 to 150 effective punches per round. He must tire Canelo out uh, and with his pressure and effective punching. He must punch. He must punch the lower body, shoulders, and then go for the head. Move laterally and dip for his defense. Then move to offense to pressure Canelo. He cannot just let Canelo hit him. Canelo does get tired and leads, uh, leads him to cement legs, which slows his punch output. Um, that's, in a sense, what we've been saying. I, I think he definitely needs to uh, incorporate a, a, a full body attack. But, but I also would like to see Canelo move a bit. Um, I, think that, uh, uh, I think that that would uh, help him out uh, if, he did, uh, uh, if he was able to move around a little bit uh, in that fight. Um, traditionally, he hasn't uh, shown us any uh, spectacular uh, movement uh, in the past, uh, but uh, if he was able to move a bit, uh, he certainly uh, would would be effective, I guess. Uh, the only problem is he's never shown me the ability to, to punch on the move, Sal. I mean, so, I mean, just to move around the ring, 
to me, that sets up Canelo to be chasing him. What do you think? Well, I think you're right. And I think Jesse uh, hit it on the head, and, and that was a pretty good assessment. And I think you know, each fighter is going to be uh, trying to see what they can do to counter each each style. And, you know, they got to come in. they got to fight their own fight. And uh, I think, you know, if uh, Chavez can can move and be a, a multi-dimensional fighter, be tall one minute, be shorter the next, and, and uh, try to get some movement in his legs and give different angles and different deliveries, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna confuse and make uh, Canelo think twice. And uh, it, you know, we we could have an upset come in the making. And I, uh, I boy, I could say a lot, but we'll just leave it at that right now. Yeah, well, you know, I do feel that uh, it's it's very uh, a good chance to do that. One uh, last point that uh, Jesse makes, and we'll take a, a short break here. Um, he says, Billy, what can you tell a boxer like Ivan Reddick? Uh, who pretty much is going to be a one-dimensional boxer and doesn't like to take punches and does not take punches well. Uh, he's going to be pretty much a veteran challenger for these young guys. Would you tell him to retire, or can he make pretty decent money fighting these fights against guys like Mendez, etc.? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, yesterday my 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 point about uh, Ivan was was you know he. he and, and I put some of the blame on his corner, you know, telling him he was ahead and stuff. But, um, you know, it's all about the fighter. You know, in his case, if he had his foot on the gas a little more, he wins that fight. Um, to accept the fact that you're a journeyman, uh, so to speak, or, or a, an opponent, uh, which is a better choice of words, um, you know, that just puts yourself in harm's way. And, and that also uh, makes you feel uh, inadequate. And as far as being able to make some money, it, the money is short-lived. Uh, yeah. You can make a lot of money as an opponent, but only if you're good enough to be fighting the big fights that are money fights. A journeyman's uh, type of an opponent that's a gatekeeper for young fighters on their way up, they don't make a hell of a lot of money. They'll make more than the other fighter, but I would think that I could find a, a better way to make a living getting my head smashed in what do you think sal well i think you're right and you know eventually those type of journeyman fighters uh ultimately if they hang around too long become punching bags that's another term and you know nobody uh, should stick around that long to just be a punching bag because you know what you're going to be in your 40s 50s 60s and you're, you're going to be out on your heels and and uh, the future is not going to look bright for you so i i think a fighter's got to be smart you know you have a couple losses and you've got to really regroup, assess where do you fit in the boxing world, where do you fit in your weight division, what do you want to see from yourself, can you give it your all to get back in the contention for the title shot, or are you going to be happy just making a couple thousand dollars here and there, um, fighting as an opponent, being brought in maybe as a spoiler, you know, it's a, it again, it's a question that each fighter's got to look in the mirror and say, where do I stand in my career in this realm of my boxing world. And if you're just going to be a, a boxing journeyman, an opponent, a punching bag, well, you got to look out for your own safety too. Because the prize, like I always said, boys and girls, the prize has to be worth the price. And that's it. No doubt. You got to hey, know there's a price. We're going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk some more boxing. Yeah, imagine that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some more. We'll be back. Hey, I love it. We'll be right back. 
Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And uh, we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be here uh, with us. And uh, joining me right now uh, is uh, the man. And 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 if you uh, are in the St. Simons Island, Georgia area, make sure you stop by Sal's Restaurant. It's uh, on Frederica Drive. Just visit his website for all uh, of the uh, directions and phone numbers and all of that. www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. And before we went to break, Sal, uh, we were talking about... Uh, uh, what, what were we talking about? I lost my mind. Uh, what, what, tell me, man. What, what, what were you rambling on about, Sal? You know, and that's exactly what I think I was doing. I try to keep it short, too. We are talking about greatness. We were talking about uh, challenging themselves. We are talking about a fighter uh, who's in a position uh, to... Well, we were talking about a lot. Which one was that? <laughs> now, we were talking about uh, journeyman fighters. Journeyman and, and, fighters right. and becoming opponents and exactly. becoming punching bags. You know, it's, it, it is. It's a hard, hard pill to swallow. and It's a hard thing. You know, and let's, let's face it. There are fighters out there. Everyone who steps in a ring, maybe they don't see themselves as a world champion, but they see themselves as a way to make some money. And again, if that's the goal for some of these fighters to go out there, do their best, but ultimately become an opponent, become a uh, journeyman, make a few bucks here and there, they've got to seriously ask themselves, when is the prize no longer worth the price? How much are they going to make trading off their, their, their brains and their ability to function as a human being uh, later on in life? So. You know, I, I think that's a serious question. And, you know, supposedly the, the medical profession and the bodies out there, you know, they do what they can to police uh, fighters uh, with annual physicals and licensing and CAT scans and, and MRIs and things like that. But, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to really ask yourself that. If you think you're taking too many shots to the head or you're getting beat up, 
you know what? There's other ways to make a living, and uh, if you're if you're having uh, twenty losses in a row or something, maybe you should look at doing something else. And that's uh, that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, I, I obviously people that know me, I've been in this business a long time. I, I manage fighters, we promote fights, all that stuff. And you know, when when a, a fighter comes to me and says, "Hey, you know, we, we want you to." be a management or we want a advisement contract or whatever um you know i, I usually ask a, a couple of questions and the first one is uh, the most important one for me sal is i said well what do you want to get out of boxing what, what's your goals great question and, and, great question. and you know I, i'm looking for a specific answer and the i usually get the answer i'm looking for or two others um you know, uh, the one and, and the two others are Floyd Mayweather's faults because, uh, you know, one fight, you know, one answer would be, I, I want to make a lot of money. And the other one is, you know, I, I want to be undefeated. You know, um, those are wrong answers for me. The oh, correct yeah. answer I'm looking for is I want to be a world champion. And, and the reason why I look for that answer is because if they're asking to be a world champion, I can turn around and say, okay. This is the game plan. This is how we get there. If they're asking to make a lot of money, I can't promise that. I can't fulfill my end of the bargain because in order to make a lot of money, you got to have some value. You got to build some value. Uh, and in order to build value, what a lot of young fighters don't understand is that you're not making the money in the beginning of your career. Your opponents, like we were just yeah, talking about, right. like based on that last email you know a, a guy that chooses uh to make a living in, inside the boxing ring maybe it's his only option maybe it's all he knows you know that guy that's uh you know basically a tough guy that that fights these blue chip fighters and and ends up losing he's making more money than the than the the a side than the blue chip than the than Absolutely. the guy that you're trying to build up a lot of young fighters don't understand it. They think, oh, I'm the best fighter. I should be making more money. No, not, not when you're building up. Not until you have value. And as far as an undefeated record, if that's your main goal, listen, don't get me wrong. That's a great goal to have, never to lose. But a lot of fighters will have that goal in mind. Then they never want to fight anybody. You bring a fight. Hey, hey you, know, you know how many times, Sal, that I get a guy who's like 4-0, and 5-0, oh, and, oh, and, and, and we say, okay, we got to fight for you to, to, to you know, give us an answer on. It's against a 3-5 uh, a, a and five guy. Now, we got a 5-0 and oh guy against a 3-5 and five guy. You know how many times the, man, the uh, trainer of the 5-0 of the and oh guy will say, oh, no, 3-5? and five? Oh, no, 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 that, that, that guy's too tough for us, too tough. You know, it's like 3-5. and five. What, are you, what are you looking for? You know, you a guy that, that never threw a punch. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, th then, then me – from a management role or a promotional role, you know, I have a, I, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at a fighter that, you know, really they're scared to fight anybody, and I don't want that. What's your thoughts? No. Well, exactly that. I mean, you know, let, let me tell you, I wanted to be a fighter because I, I thought I had something special. I wanted to be a world champion. I wanted to be uh, as great of a fighter as, as I could be. And that was my incentive. I knew the money would follow if I reached that pinnacle top of the mountain. And uh, I never worried about that. And you know what? My pro debut I made on ESPN, top rank. I made a pro debut, four-rounder. I got paid $400. It wasn't big money in 82, but it was, it was okay. It was an incentive. I didn't care about the money. I wanted to be the best fighter out there. 
and I thought I could be. And uh, you know, like I said, it's a it's a it's a it's a game that uh, it's a fight game that uh, you are fighting yourselves half the time, and you've got a lot of questions to answer to 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 uh, to get on to hopefully have the right people behind you that can help shape, mold, and guide your career. Because that's what also that it takes. It takes people that have a vested interest that are going to make sure that they guide you to that world title championship bout. Because that's all you're looking for is that championship bout, and you're on your own. I want a real fighter. And, and when I say real fighter, you know, our game plan generally, you know, of course you, you get the right fights. But at some point in time, uh, you, you know, you want to progress, and I say this all the time. I'm a broken record when I, about this. You know, you got to progressively increase your level of opposition for your fighters. Absolutely. If you don't, they never get better. They never, never. get better. You know, so so the truth of the matter is, is you got to increase the level of opposition. If you don't, your fighters are never going to get better. And we see it so much today, Sal. You see a fighter, they they are introduced, and again. No disrespect to the to the younger fan or the new boxing fan. You know, if you're looking at a guy and you see, and, and it's not just the fans; it's the television producers and everything else that you know when they get presented a fight and they see, uh, you know, fighter A, uh, you know, twenty two and and one against uh, fighter B, seventeen and zero. They go, oh, fighter B, he must be good. He's never lost, and they don't look at the guys he fought. You know, not seventeen and zero against the guy guys that never had a winning record. You know, and. and that doesn't help fighters. We've seen it so much today, especially today, where you see a a, a, a fight, you, you see a guy that steps in the ring with an impressive-looking record, and then all of a sudden you see him get blown out, and you say to yourself, wow, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. If you dissect and look at this guy's record, you'll see that for 17, 18, 20 fights, he never fought anyone. He never challenged himself. He was maneuvered into a position uh, to uh, to get that fight. Now, maybe he made a few bucks in that fight. Maybe he made a couple of bucks. But guess what? Your team did you wrong because they cashed out on you. They exposed you as not being a good fighter. And then all of a sudden, you're going to get all kinds of offers because let's face it, if you're 18-0, and 19-0, and, and you never fought anybody, there's a whole bunch of other fighters that won't fight you because you're undefeated. Now, once a, once you get exposed, now all of the phone starts ringing off the hook and people are glad to to feed you to an, a, one of their fighters. So, so really, it's a lose-lose-lose situation for a fighter that doesn't challenge himself on the way up, Sal. Absolutely. It'll catch up to you. And you hope, you know, when you start out as a four-round fighter, you hope you you know you gravitate to six rounds, then to eight rounds, then you become a ten round fighter, a main event fighter, and that and that along that gravitation, along that pathway, your opponents should become more and more proficient and better, and that's how you school, and that's how you get a well rounded fighter. He faces different opponents at different levels, and he's challenging himself, and you see what he's made of. Yeah, well. I mean, uh, it is what That's it is. That's the way it should progress along. Well, you would hope. Um, so uh, tomorrow night, uh, there's a couple of good fights on. And um, the one I'm very interested in, uh, which will be on uh, ESPN, is uh, Yorikis Gamboa uh, is finally returning to the ring, uh, uh, a fighter that uh, I wish um, we got to see uh, more of. Uh, and I wish that, you know, he had made some better decisions with uh, signing with uh, specific uh, uh, management teams. Uh, but he's going to be fighting against Robinson Castellanos uh, tomorrow night, 
which uh, I, I think would be a, a decent fight. I mean, I, I love Gamboa. Uh, everybody that's, uh, you know, he's tra- he's worked with a couple of different trainers, and, you know, they have a tendency to try to uh, make him uh, uh, do things that he's not, you know, great at. Uh, and, you know, I wish that uh, uh, he just does what he does best, you know, go in there and be aggressive and roll the dice. Uh, exciting fighter when he fights like that. Uh, not so much when he doesn't. Um, I've seen him uh, ringside several times in uh, not so exciting fights. Uh, what's your thoughts on on these fighters that you know basically uh, try something new uh, when they're you know at the end or close to the end of their career, Sal? Well, like I said, uh, a fighter who's facing that. You know, maybe they try to reinvent themselves. Maybe they can try to uh, adapt a new style, new format, new thing, and try it. If it works, hey, maybe he's on another uh, another level. Maybe he's on another playing field. Maybe he can sustain a, a, some uh, some span of success in that career. But uh, if he's trying and he's not having the success, you know, it's uh, it's time to, like I said, face the music because your health should ultimately be your wealth. And like I said, there's a lot of fighters out there today that may have uh, made different choices uh, if they look at where they are uh, as far as health-wise today. Um, on Saturday, we have the big fight, of course. We do. Uh, Canelo Alvarez against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. But the undercard isn't too bad either. Uh, David no. Lemieux is getting back into the ring by today's standards quickly um, yes. after his uh, brutal knockout. Of uh, Curtis Stevens, and as a matter of fact, Uriel Gamboa was on that undercard, so he's fighting uh, basically uh, one day sooner, uh, which is uh, you know busy by today's standards, which is kind of sad. Uh, Lemieux is taking on Marcos Reyes, uh, who I believe is is moving up a little bit. I, I, I think Reyes was predominantly a junior middleweight, but I, I, if, if my memory serves me correctly, which it's kind of been failing me lately. Um, I think Marcos Reyes started out as a welterweight. But uh, anyway, Lemieux will be in there uh, with him. Uh, and uh, Lemieux claimed that he was in the best shape uh, or better shape than he was against Curtis Stevens. And we saw, all saw what happened to Curtis Stevens. Also on that card is uh, Lucas Matisse going up against Emmanuel Taylor. Emmanuel Taylor um, is an exact example of what I'm talking about where a promoter um, coddles them. And, and builds up their record for money fights. Now, you might be saying, hey, Billy C., you know, money fight. You know, yeah, but the promoter's the guy that's making the bigger cut, not a bigger cut of the purses than the fighter, but he's making a bigger chunk of money for not taking any risk. Uh, yeah, maybe he uh, uh, hand-fed uh, a guy like Emmanuel Taylor on some easy fights to get his record to a point where it was uh, respective, respectful. Um, and, uh, you know, since then, Emmanuel Taylor has been, you know, in some really tough, tough fights. And, and, you know, when you're in that level fight later, you don't have a time to develop. If they progressively increase your level of opposition, like we're talking about, Sal, you get a chance to get better. You get a chance to review what maybe you did wrong. And, you know, you're, you're a better fighter. Uh, what's, what does a fighter do when they're coddled? And Deontay Wilder is going to be going through this. Uh, as soon as he gets knocked the F out by uh, Anthony Joshua. But, you know, what can a fighter do uh, if they realize that, you know, they weren't as good as they thought? 
Well, again, that is a soul-searching, uh, mirror-looking-back-at-you question that every fighter's got to face. And it's a realization. And what do you do? Do you, do you put your head down and, and say, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I thought, I thought, I thought. No. You say, hey, it is what it is. These are the black and white facts. How did I lose that fight? What did I did? What did I, what, what I, did, what did I do wrong? And what could I do to improve and, and not let that happen again? I mean, that, that, that happens in the progression of your amateur style uh, fighting. You know, you're, you, you're getting in a ring with somebody. If he outboxes you, you don't cut the ring off, you learn. You go to school. If you get beat, you learn. You go to school. And if you can improve on it, if you can counter that even at that level, then just do it, and that's it. Just get back in the ring, show what you have, and show that you learned a lesson from your last fight, from your defeat, and that it's not going to be the same scenario. Whether you drop a jab or drop a left and you're getting hit over the top, you know, you got to learn to keep the hand up. Whether you can't condition yourself in a certain way or an opponent's cutting the ring off on you, you learn how to do that. You come back a better fighter. If you're on that level and you lose uh, because of a certain style, certain way, a certain opposition that, that he gave you a view that you didn't know how to contend with, well, first of all, you should know. But second of all, if it's something you weren't ready for, you learn and you drill it into your head uh, in the gym. You do your work and you get back out there and you show the world, hey, guess what? That's not going to happen to me again. I'm ready. That's what you do. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, I blame the promoter. I blame the fighters, uh, you know, management team uh, and the fighter to a certain degree. But a lot of times they'll they'll follow what their uh, team says. But you also got to blame uh, the networks because uh, a network devalues a fighter once they lose. And this perception of being undefeated, um, you know, is part of the problem. You know, another fight that's going to be uh, a, a really good one on this pay-per-view card is uh, Jojo Diaz against Manuel Avila. Manuel Avila is undefeated, and so is Jojo Diaz. Here I am, you know, saying something that I just was critical of. But, um, you know, in this particular case, uh, both fighters are, are quality fighters. Now, Jojo Diaz uh, was a, a, a good amateur, really good amateur, and he was protected a little bit, and... Uh, you know, he's been uh, uh, fighting a little stiffer competition. Uh, Manuel Avila has, has fought some tough guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I like this matchup, Sal. It's in the featherweight division. And uh, I believe this is going to kick off the uh, pay-per-view. Uh, and, uh, you know, Joseph Diaz uh, uh, admitted that he's in uh, the toughest fight of his career. Uh, what goes through a fighter's mind when they know uh, that uh, they're in for a tough fight uh, I know every, every fighter will tell you, oh, I don't look past this fight, I don't look past this fight, which I know is BS. A lot of times uh, when a fighter knows he's going to have an easy night and he's looking ahead to his next fight, what's the reverse? What's, a, what's going through a fighter's mind when they know that they're going to be in a scrap that night? Uh, how do they adjust? How, what goes through their mind? Well, what they're really thinking about is exactly what's at hand for them, the challenge of that opponent in front of them. And they really don't look past. They, they should hone in and see how they're going to display and what they're going to do to beat that opponent. They study films, they look at this, and they know they're going to be in tough. And their conditioning, they should leave everything up to the, 
what their trainer's instructing them to, but they've got to feel that they're peaking at the right time. They've got to prepare all along. It's like the vision quest. You put the tunnel vision on, and you know you're going to be in for a tough fight. Like we're going to see Saturday night. These guys should not look past this fight. These guys should have the blinders on. They should know what to expect from their opponent. They should be drilling in the gym, learning what that style that they're going to face is all about. And so there's no surprises. Or if there is a surprise, they're going to be willing to and able to handle it, channel it, and redirect it onto their opponent. You've got to pull all stops. You prepare for what's at hand, and you do it diligently, and you do it readily because there's got to be no surprise. And if there is, you've got to be ready for that. And you've got to take it to them, and you've got to fight to win. Well, I would hope that every fighter uh, fights to win. You yeah, know? I know. I just borrowed that saying from Aaron Blair. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, hey, listen, we'll open up the phone lines right now uh, for one one or two callers. I, I got a couple minutes before I have to take a break. And um, the only bad part is, is uh, you know, we'll take a caller and we'll have to kick uh, Sal to the curb for a minute or yeah, two. It won't be the first time. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I didn't mean kick you while you're down. I mean kick you to the curb just temporarily. But uh, uh, So if you uh, have any thoughts on uh, our topic today, which is, uh, uh, you know, did Canelo, uh, if Canelo wins, um, did he wait too long for the Triple G fight? Should he fight Triple G definitely in his next fight? Give us a call, 845-228-8710. We will open up the phone call, phone lines uh, for, uh, for one uh, uh, or two callers, 845-228-8710. Uh, that's my uh, my topic today. And and also, if you, hey, if you have any uh, uh, thoughts on the fight itself uh, with uh, Canelo and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., uh, I actually had a couple of people trying to call in a little earlier, and, uh, you know, I had to uh, not take the call because we didn't want to kick uh, Sal to the curb until he's <laughs> ready to be kicked to the curb. But uh, another fight that's taking place this weekend uh, is Joseph Parker against Raz Van uh, Kajanu. Uh, it is for the uh, world, uh, the WBO World Heavyweight title. And that particular fight um, is kind of crazy because Joseph Parker uh, is ranked at uh, number seven in the world uh, as a heavyweight. And, um, you know, I, yeah, his last fight was a win over Andy Ruiz. He did beat Alexander Dimitrenko. Uh, and Carlos Takam, uh, those were two uh, uh, decent names. I'll give him credit for Cali Meehan in 2015 as, as well. He did fight some uh, uh, decent uh, uh, opponents. Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, was a controversial fight. I mean, he won a majority decision. A lot of people felt that Andy won that fight. I wish Andy Ruiz would be in a little better shape. Uh, but he steps in with a guy uh, who there, you know, definitely was a uh, was a uh, uh, a a fighter that uh, was a last minute uh, uh, substitute or a last minute uh, uh, guy that uh, came in uh, as a sub, but I'm going to hold that thought because uh, we got a caller on the line right now. We just had to uh, kick Sal to the curb. But uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, my name is Robert Pagan. What's up, man? What's your thoughts on? Uh, on the fight this weekend, do you think that, uh, first of all, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the fight, and then do you think that uh, uh, Canelo waited too long to fight Triple G? Uh, you know, here, here's my opinion. Is You talked earlier about, you know, looking past. You know, let's, let's look at, 
you know, hoping that Canelo's not looking past uh, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Because the reason why I say that is, you look at Zab Judah with uh, Carlos Baldemir. Completely looked past him. Didn't even bother looking at him. And next thing you know, complete upset. And you got to look at Chavez. He's a much bigger guy at six foot one versus five foot nine. And, and, and he's got a puncher's chance. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. When you get in there, you know, you, you could play baseball, you could play football, but you, you ain't playing boxing. Listen, man, so, I've know, been saying, I, you know, when they first announced, I, I don't know how long you've been watching or listening to our show, but when they first uh, announced the fight, me, like everybody else, I was like, oh, man, oh, Canelo fighting Chavez Jr. But like two days later, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you know, and, and I've been saying about Canelo's weakness, what, what he does uh, that I feel is really poor, fights right into... Chavez's strength, which is uh, Canelo has a tendency to have to stand in front of his opponent before he can unleash, uh, you know, a barrage of punches. He, he does not punch well on the move. And, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., and I agree with everything you said. He's bigger. He's strong. Uh, but what he does best is work the body. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give my official prediction tomorrow, but I'll tell you what. I, I smell upset all over this fight. And you get to understand also what uh, Chavez doesn't have no schmo, you know, some uh, schmuck in his corner. He has a natural Berenstein. Natural Berenstein's, you know, Hall of Famer. 1,000% of the way. And that's the king of the counterpunch right there. You, you know, so let's just hope that Canelo doesn't look past this because he's going to regret this. Like, Uri we, you talked to Yuriokas Gamboa. You know, uh, Yuriokas Gamboa to this day, I bet you he is regretting the day he did not fight Juan Ma Lopez for big money when he had the opportunity, when they were uh, pound for pounders, when they were freaking uh, on, the, on top of their game. You know, until, you know, Juan Ma was exposed of having a glass chin. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, Yuriokas Gamboa, you, you, it's sad to see it, you know. Gone are the days of, uh, of you, know, you could have three or four or five losses still considered an A-quality fighter. I mean, what was it? Willie Pep had 71 wins, one loss, and he went on a tear for 70 more. Well, well, days, hey, listen. You, you have a loss, it's over. Nobody it's agrees over. with you more than that than me. We talk about that on this show all the time. I, I, You know, it's sad that the fan base today devalues a fighter as soon as they lose. And, and, and as a result, we, we get... We get fighters that are that their records are built up and they're not very good. You know, uh, uh, I I wish that you know people uh, would accept losses and and Gamboa is a great example. I love uh, I love Gamboa. I, I mean, uh, I I oh, agree with you. The fighting style is beautiful. Oh no, I mean he's he's exciting. I mean the problem with Gamboa was that he made some bad business decisions with teams that he signed with. Uh, but but the other thing is everybody tried to change him because he was an aggressive, you know, offensive-minded guy, which was his defense. And when uh, trainers tried to say, well, you got to think more defense, don't do not do this, don't do that, that's when the boring part came in. So, yeah, I, I mean, listen, he, one of the leave best that, uh, leave, amateurs leave ever. Rigando. What's that? <laughs> leave that defense for Rigando. Right. You know, I mean, that's his style. No, dude, you're, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. What's your prediction for the fight this weekend? Um, you know, I, it smells upset all the way. I, you know, uh, I, I honestly, it, it's it's a toss up, but uh, I'm actually going to stick with uh, my prediction of uh, Canelo, uh, just because Canelo's got grit, and I, it's a shame what he's doing. You know, you know, he he the biggest thing he walked in there, he said no mames, lo mexicanos no mames, and you know what I mean. He, that he said about Triple G, he's going to fight Triple G, 
Well, he's doing exactly what Mayweather did. You know, he, he's, uh, first off, um, Mayweather waited for Pacquiao. He waited five years. And now you're looking at that fight where, you know, after he built, beat Miguel Cotto, uh, you know, who, who is, in my opinion, I'm Puerto Rican. I named my son after Miguel Cotto. That's how much I love Miguel Cotto. Is a, a natural 147-pounder anyways. <laughs> and he waited, he waited, he waited. So he's waiting to, for Triple G to lose that step. And in boxing, losing that step is critical. Well, and, and I think it's a doggone shame that you know uh, him and, and Team Golden Boy are doing this, but it's it's the business side. It yeah, but but it, it, it wouldn't even sh- surprise it, me if he doesn't fight Triple G at the end of this year. If he doesn't surprised. fight Triple G at the end of this year, I, I think you know a lot of people are going to lose respect for him. I, I'm already starting to lose respect. I get it. I know he's trying to wait a little longer. He's still young. Uh, you know, Triple G is starting to age. Triple G didn't look too good in his last two fights, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, he sure didn't. But, but, but the truth of the matter is, is you, you know, Canelo, I, you can't go on and, and say us Mexicans don't F around and, and all of this, and then, you know, I'll fight him right now. I mean, you know, he grabs the mic, I'll fight him right now, all of this stuff. I mean, it, it becomes like the boy who cried wolf, you know, and, and, and they're actually devaluing it. I know they're trying to, you know, marinate it, just like you alluded to and, and mentioned the – uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Manny Pacquiao fight. It turned out to be anticlimactic. Uh, people never want to even see them again. You know, it was so bad. Not that I think that Canelo Triple G would be like that, but it's time. Uh, this fight is a risky fight for Canelo. I give him credit for it, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Chavez uh, upsets the apple cart. Then it will be interesting to see uh, what happens after that. But, uh, hey, make sure you tune in for our post-fight show, and I appreciate you uh, calling in uh, on the cuff today, man. Hey, thank you very much about the, uh, mentioning Deontay Wilder. We, you know, if you don't look at your comments from the last one, everybody's getting into it over that. Because uh, especially Deontay Wilder, after uh, Bermaine Stiverne, he's been fed a bunch of tomato cans. He's never uh, fought anybody, bro. He's never. Hey, listen, Deontay Wilder, as a human being, he's a you know for the reasons that he fights and everything. I, I respect him, but you know, I, I, I've been around this business a long time. Deontay Wilder has not fought anyone. And what bothers me the most in the sport of boxing is when fighters pound their chest saying that they're the best and they don't have anything to prove. I've said about Anthony Joshua, uh, you know, listen, he's no Muhammad Ali yet. He's no George Foreman yet. He's not even Mike Tyson yet. But at least he's getting better and better. Be ready. He's ready, and, and, and he's trying, he's and he's, he's, he's he, he listen. very much like Lennox Lewis. Well, well, the, the, he reminds the, me very much by, of Lennox Lewis. Well, the difference, the difference right off the bat between Anthony <laughs> Joshua and Deontay Wilder <laughs> right now is the fact that Deontay Wilder never fought a guy like Klitschko. And when we were talking with Larry Hazard yesterday, I even said, hey, if Klitschko decides to continue his career, let him fight Deontay. If Deontay beats Klitschko, then... That sets up a legitimate fight with Anthony Joshua. I, listen, Deontay Wilder, all his bomb squad fans, they're, they're, they just drank the Kool-Aid and, and, and they believe the, bo- the BS. Come off as a hater. You're going to come off as a hater. Oh, the, hey, hey, listen, listen. As strong as the Mayweather fans. Listen, listen. Uh, they call me, they say I'm racist just because I don't like Mayweather. So give me a break. You know, I'm far from racist. I'm just calling it like it is. 
You know, uh, Deontay Wilder, I would love to see him. Hey, he's an American uh, heavyweight. I would love to see him uh, do well. Don't don't get me wrong, but I, I can't stand fighters that pound their chest when they have nothing to prove, no, no, no basis to do it on. He hasn't fought anybody, you know, so I, I don't know. Berman Stavern, we gave him credit for it, and we all learned that Stavern uh, was was a bit of a fraud, you know, so... But anyway, brother, you know, I, I I appreciate the call and uh, make sure you call again. In, make sure you call oh, in again soon. All right. Love your show. Listen to it all the time. It, it, it makes my mornings before I head out to school. Well, it so, sounds sounds uh, sounds great. I'm an older and freshman, it, you'll see. <laughs> but hey, you know, college comes sooner or later. Hey, no, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, make sure you uh, uh, give us a shout after the uh, uh, big fight this weekend because we'll be live. All right. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Another uh, uh, opinion, uh, possibly uh, thinking that, uh, uh, you know, we got, uh, uh, we have uh, the, the possibility of a uh, uh, an upset uh, going on. And uh, I think I got Sal back. Uh, you back with me, Sal? I'm back. I was just listening on the, uh, the comments from the last caller. It was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, listen, you're back just in time for us to uh, take a quick little break here. So uh, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to finish my thought on uh, on the Parker fight, and then uh, we'll talk about some other stuff. So uh, uh, we'll be back, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm going to predict uh, two minutes. We'll be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And uh, we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. You're watching the Billy C. Show. Joining me is Sal C. Uh, Sal C. That's right. Sal C. Nicola. What's up, my man? But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, sir. I was talking uh, before we went to uh, break, Sal, uh, about uh, the heavyweight fight that's uh, scheduled for this week's weekend. And Joseph Parker, although he's had a couple of decent fights, he's stepping in with a guy that they're, you know, basically a, a late sub who's ranked number 78 in the heavyweight division, 30 year old, six foot seven, uh, Raz Van Kajanu. 
he's fighting at the he- his last fight he was the heaviest of his career 282 pounds he says he's going to rock the heavyweight division change history blah 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 what's your thoughts on a last minute sub like this well i'll tell you what you know one of my trainers used to say sal always stay in shape always be two three weeks away from trying to get into the ring and fight anybody because you never know when that phone and that opportunity may come that's what they told me early in my career. That's what they told me uh, middle of my career. And I'll tell you what, uh, it makes sense. And if this guy is that type of fighter that keeps himself in really fairly good shape, although he sounds like he's very heavy, but he's a very big opponent, big big guy. Um, you know, let's see. Maybe this is his chance. He could rise to the occasion. He's going to shock the world, as he said, or shock the heavyweight division. We'll see what he could do. I give him all kudos. He's taking a fight, and he's coming in, certainly as the underdog. Dog, and uh, I want to see a fighter. That's what I always love, to see a fighter rise to the occasion and uh, see the no-sayers and the doubters become become uh, surprised. So let's see what this guy could do. I give him uh, credit. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I just, you know, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame, and, yes. Well, what's yes. a shame is the fact that Huey Fury – didn't report an injury sooner. And, you know, I mean, we can blame, uh, you know, Joseph Parker as much as we want. I, I kind of blame the fact that, uh, well, you know, you, I guess you can't, you know, because the WBO, I'm sure, had to, uh, you know, well, they definitely finagled uh, Kajanu into uh, 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 the right numbered spot for them to approve it. But, you know, it just goes to show you, Sal, fighters should be ready for the call, right? They should be ready for the call, and you know it's a. Uh, when did he come out with uh, about a week back? <laughs> the, the, uh, a little pun on words, but yeah, the fighters should be ready. They should always be ready. They should be ready within a, you know, couple weeks uh, to uh, get in a ring, and uh, especially on this level. Of course, when you're a champion, you got your driver's seat. No, you don't have to worry about that. But when you're vying to move yourself up into the position. Uh, that you can be taken seriously as a contender. Yes, always be ready. Sit by that phone because when it rings, you're going to have your one shot to do it, to make it and to break it. And that's when you should be ready to rise to that occasion. Yeah, well, you know, that's the best thing a fighter can do uh, is, uh, is you know, be ready. Be ready for the phone call. You know, Come in as uh, that opponent and leave as the victor. That's it. And whether your name is Fred or John or whatever, you leave as victor, right? <laughs> You're a funny guy, Billy Z. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yesterday we kicked off our, uh, uh, you know, uh, our trivia question. And, um, you know, I, uh, I I got an answer pretty quick from a live listener uh, from England, actually. Um, the question yesterday was, uh, what former world champion in his first pro fight defeated a man he would later beat for the world championship. Now, we got a lot of correct answers. I was surprised. Now, a, a lot of the people that did uh, get it, uh, and, and I wasn't surprised that we have a, a smart uh, listener base. Uh, we do. But I was surprised that uh, people remembered the, the, the answer because this was a recycled question. And uh, all the people that got it right, except the, the first one, which ironically enough wins it. Now, the way we work these trivia questions is if you're the first one to answer it correctly and we take the answers via email that you win the prize and they came in uh back to back to back to back to back we wow. had a, a a bunch of all correct as a matter of fact everyone that answered this question 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 everyone answered this question uh, got it right 
the question was, what former world champion his first pro fight defeated a man he would later beat in the world championship? Well, oh, James. Oh, oh. Okay, go ahead. What is it? My can't answer from the last time. Jack Dempsey. <laughs> you no, know, wasn't Jack Dempsey. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Sal, Sal, you gotta you gotta use a different answer sometimes. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, James right King from from England. He's from London, England. Listening live. I want to give a shout out to all my uh, listeners and viewers in uh, uh, the UK. But James King knew that Curtis Cox beat Manuel Gonzalez in his pro debut in March of 1958. The two met four more times, with Curtis Cox winning three of the four. The last time they met was in 1966 for the WBA World Welterweight title in which Cox uh, won the fight. So congratulations to James King. He uh, won himself a copy of the title bout championship computer game. Uh, and uh, I got another uh, copy to give away and another qu uh, trivia question, and we'll see how quick uh, we get this one answered. Uh, so here's the trivia question for today, boys and girls. Uh, which world champion lost the most title fights? Which world champion, or I should say former world champion, lost the most title fights? So we need uh, the answer, and uh, uh, if you're the first one to email me the correct answer, Billy at Talking Boxing. That's T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com. You'll win a copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game as well. Which world champion lost the most title fights? If you're the first one to email me, Billy at Talking Boxing, T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com. You win the price. Sal, any final thoughts, my man? I'll give a hint. It's not Jack Dempsey. I'll give you a hint. It's definitely not Jack Dempsey. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you what. I, I am very excited about this weekend. And, you know, I, I also, you know I love David Lemieux. And here's a fighter that goes to school, and he always comes back looking stronger and better. And even the, the uh, ring announcers the other time, well, the last time he was out against uh, Curtis Stevens, Thought he looked a little thick-skinned, a little heavier. But he came in, he was in shape, and uh, we'll see uh, how he looks this time. But it's not always how that body looks. It's what the body could deliver. And I'll tell you what, we cannot deny the power that Dave Lemieux possesses. And uh, I, I, I like him, and I can't wait to see him fight, too, on the Sunday card. I know you're a big Lemieux fan. Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux. David Lemieux. Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. Be French? He, he's what? That's French, isn't it? I'm teasing. Yeah, but I mean, it's David Lemieux. I mean, you know, that's how, <laughs> yeah, he's from Quebec, Canada. <laughs> that, know, they talk that. a lot of French in there, Frenchy. Uh, David Lemieux. Uh, but he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, that's like uh, uh, Peter Sellers. Lemieux. <laughs> did you say, did you say Lemieux? I said Lemieux, you know, but uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, listen. Make sure you guys uh, turn, tune in tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to give you our final uh, predictions and breakdowns for the yes. uh, Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez fight, which is scheduled for Saturday. Uh, make sure you uh, tune in. We'll, we'll try to open up the phone lines, and uh, uh, hopefully my man that called in uh, earlier and more 
uh, will call in because there's only one correct phone number here, boys and girls. Please do not listen to any jabonis that uh, will give out phone numbers uh, in any other chat room or comment section other than what's done in our comment and uh, chat room, which is up on BillyCBoxing.com. And truthfully, you need to listen to the show to get to the phone number. Uh, we have a, a phone number that we give out. So uh, anybody that's uh, posting phone numbers, uh, only get the number from me. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a, a jaboni out there posting uh, the wrong call-in number. So uh, I just wanted to make that known. Uh, but listen, do yourselves a favor. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.